Earlier this week, I returned from a trip to Ireland, and while I was in Dublin, a new monument was unveiled. This monument, consisting of six golden stumbling stones, commemorates the six Irish citizens of Jewish origin who were killed in the Holocaust, Esther Steinberg, Wojciech Gluck, Leon Gluck, Isaac Shishi, Ephraim Sachs, and Lena Sachs. When I learned that there were Irish citizens killed in the Holocaust, I was somewhat surprised. As it was a neutral nation separated by the English Channel from Nazi Germany during World War II, Ireland was never invaded during the war. Instead, all of the Irish citizens killed during the Holocaust were traveling or living in continental Europe when they were arrested and deported to concentration camps or death camps. For instance, Esther Steinberg was a lifelong Jewish resident of Dublin until she moved to Belgium after marrying a Belgian Jewish man. The couple and their young son were captured by the Nazis in France and were sent to Auschwitz, where they were killed on arrival. Ireland was not the only nation in the British Isles affected by the Holocaust. The devastation of the United Kingdom by Luftwaffe bombing raids is a very well-known aspect of World War II, and while the nation was never invaded by Germany, the Nazis regularly tallied estimates of the Jewish population of the UK so they could logistically plan a mass deportation of British Jews in the event of a successful invasion. But this planned invasion of Great Britain, codenamed Operation Sea Lion, never came to fruition. There was, however, one part of the British Empire located in the British Isles that was invaded and occupied by Nazi Germany. Germany would go on to start incorporating this territory into its own empire and condemned numerous residents, both Jewish and non-Jewish, to die in the Holocaust. There are three islands within the British Isles that are considered crown dependencies of the United Kingdom. The Isle of Man, located in the Irish Sea between Britain and Ireland, and the Bailiwick of Jersey and Bailiwick of Guernsey, known as the Channel Islands. The Channel Islands are both located less than 30 miles off the coast of Normandy, France. The political status of the Channel Islands is interesting in the sense that they are not part of the United Kingdom, but they are also not Commonwealth realms or British overseas territories. As Crown Dependencies, the Channel Islands are self-governing, but do not engage in foreign affairs, as they are under British sovereignty. Jersey, the namesake of the U.S. state of New Jersey, sorry, I had to get the reference in somehow, is the larger of the two Channel Islands in both area and population. The people of Jersey, known as Islanders, constitute a distinct ethnic group connected to the Normans of France. The ethnic language of the Islanders is Gérard, a Romance language similar in nature to French. However, English is, in, is actually the most spoken language on the island due to both the decreasing presence of Gérard among Islanders as well as the substantial ethnically British population in Jersey. Over 46% of Jersey residents are ethnic islanders, while 33% are British, 8% are Portuguese, 3% are Polish, 2% are Irish, and 1% are French. 
Another 4% have origins from other European countries, while over 1% are Asian and around half a percent are African. Today, approximately 85 Jersey residents have Jewish ancestry, and although there is a small synagogue in Jersey that has operated since 1972, most ethnic Jews in Jersey only have a single Jewish parent or grandparent and adhere to Anglicanism or other Christian denominations. Sadly, this was not enough to save many of Jersey's Jews from the wrath of Nazi Germany during World War II. And for many other Jersey residents, not being Jewish couldn't even save them when Germany invaded. I'm going to tell you all about it right now on Historia Obscura. Welcome to Historia Obscura. This is the 64th episode of this podcast, and I'm so glad you've stuck around for this long. Special thank you to Patreon subscribers Barbara and Tom. If you want to receive a shout-out in every episode, among other benefits, help support this podcast by going to patreon.com slash historiaobscura and becoming a patron. One more thing, make sure to stick around for a little to hear a message about the sponsor of this episode of Historia Obscura, Anchor. If you want to make your own podcast, you'll want to know everything about how to use Anchor. In response to the German invasion of Poland, On September 3, 1939, the United Kingdom and France both declared war on Nazi Germany. France, however, was soon blindsided by a German invasion. France fell to the Nazis on June 22, 1940, but not before the miraculous evacuation of 300,000 British and French soldiers from Dunkirk, France. Had this operation not succeeded, these soldiers would have almost certainly been interned or executed, which would cripple the Allies. After taking France, Hitler expected Winston Churchill to come to the negotiating table, offering non-aggression in exchange for non-interference with Hitler's conquest of continental Europe. Churchill, who was famously opposed to any sort of negotiation with Nazi Germany, refused and instead gave his famous We Shall Fight on the Beaches speech to prepare his country for war. Germany, meanwhile, set its sights on the islands just off the coast of its newly captured territories, Jersey and Guernsey. The Germans expected the Channel Islands to be heavily militarized with British troops and fortifications. Little did they know, the British had already evacuated all military personnel and thousands of children and their families from the islands just days prior to the fall of France. Not seeing ownership of the islands as particularly strategic, the British decided to demilitarize and evacuate the island to minimize human casualties and property damage. For weeks, the German military didn't even know the islands were demilitarized. In Guernsey, a line of commercial trucks carrying tomatoes was mistaken for a military convoy and bombed by the Luftwaffe, killing nine civilians. Numerous raids similar to these took place in both Jersey and Guernsey, 
and a total of 44 civilians were killed during these raids. On June 30th, 2022, the Germans finally learned that the islands had been abandoned by the British and Luftwaffe transport planes were sent to the islands. By the next day, both of the Channel Islands had surrendered to Nazi Germany. Upon capturing the Channel Islands, the Nazis did not immediately deport residents to concentration camps. Their first priorities were to establish communications, anti-aircraft defenses, and an aerial link between France and the islands. They also rounded up the few British servicemen who were on leave at the islands and detained them as POWs. For the most part, life in the Channel Islands initially remained the same. Jersey and Guernsey courts were even allowed to continue enforcing jurisdiction over their islands, with the exception of German soldiers, who were to be tried by German military tribunals. However, some minor changes were made to bring the islands into the German sphere of influence. First, the time zone of the islands was changed from Greenwich Mean Time to Central European Time, or GMT plus one, so that there would be no time difference between Germany and the Channel Islands. Additionally, the traffic pattern of the islands was changed from driving on the left side of the road to driving on the right, so as to make driving easier for German soldiers. Additionally, schools in the Channel Islands were forced to teach the German language alongside the English language. During this time, nobody really challenged the German occupation, since not a whole lot about life on the islands changed. In October of 1940, however, German treatment of islanders became significantly worse. Cut off from German supply lines by wartime blockades, starving German soldiers began to confiscate food and other resources from civilians. These civilians, already cut off from British supply lines, received pitiful food rations, leaving them starving as well. Private fishing was banned to allow soldiers unfettered access to fish as a food source, and civilians were regularly forced to quarter German soldiers in their homes. Firearms, cameras, and radios were also confiscated, and freedom of speech, press, and assembly were curtailed. The Germans also began constructing bunkers and other defenses on the coasts of the islands as part of the Atlantic Wall, using Soviet POWs and French Jews as slave labor. But when this labor source proved insufficient, islanders were conscripted into involuntary servitude to finish building the fortifications. The Nazis also instituted the first anti-Jewish order in the Channel Islands, marking identification cards of Jews with a red J, forcibly closing businesses owned by Jews, and forcing Jews to remain indoors for 23 hours a day. Most of these ethnically Jewish residents of the islands did not even practice Judaism, but instead had a Jewish parent or grandparent who made them eligible for discrimination under the guise of Nazi race science. In June of 1941, Imperial Iran, which had a large German expat community, 
was simultaneously invaded by the United Kingdom and the Soviet Union. Both nations rounded up German military-aged men living in Persia. Those captured by the British were shipped to internment camps in India and Australia, while those captured by the Soviets were shipped to gulags in Siberia. A furious Hitler decided to deport 10 Channel Islands residents to internment camps for each German civilian captured in Persia. In September of 1942, all residents of the Channel Islands who were not born on the islands were ordered to be sent to internment camps in Germany. The main goal of this was to weed out British people who the Germans feared would engage in espionage. Both Jersey and Guernsey experienced a spike in suicides due to fears of deportation. Most British residents of the islands who had not committed any crimes were deported to POW camps in southwestern Germany. But others from the islands were not as fortunate and were sent to concentration camps. Those sent to concentration camps included all of the Jews who were captured on the islands, as well as islanders who violated the laws put in place by the military occupation, with even possession of a camera or radio warranting deportation to a concentration camp. In total, approximately 2,300 residents of the Channel Islands were deported to either internment camps or concentration camps. The most notable islander to face deportation was Louisa Gould, who hid Fyodor Polykarkovich Bory, an escaped Soviet slave laborer, in her home in Jersey. After being captured by the Germans, she stated, quote, I had to do something for another mother's son. Gould was sent to Ravensbrück concentration camp, and she met her fate in the gas chamber in February of 1945, two months before the camp was liberated by the Red Army. Of the estimated 2,300 civilians deported from the Channel Islands, 45 would die before the end of the war. Although the governments of Jersey and Guernsey were initially complicit in the German occupation of the islands, resistance movements also came in several forms. In 1940, 18-year-old Norman Lebrook established the Jersey Communist Party, an offshoot of the Communist Party of Great Britain. In order to unite both communist and non-communist opposition to the German occupation, Lebrook then established the Jersey Democratic Movement, which resisted the Germans in several ways. These included giving food and shelter to escaped slave laborers, transcribing the BBC news from secret radios, and defacing German fortifications with the V for Victory symbol, used heavily by Winston Churchill as a sign of resistance against Germany. Lebrook and the Jersey Democratic Movement even planned a massive mutiny of islanders, slave workers, and German deserters, and set a date for this mutiny, May 1st, 1945. However, the day before this mutiny was to take place, Adolf Hitler committed suicide as the Red Army closed in on Berlin. Seven days later, Nazi Germany formally surrendered. The next day, on May 9, 1945, Jersey and Guernsey were liberated by British forces. 
In the immediate aftermath of the war, the Channel Islands had to deal with the issue of as many as 900 children who had been born out of wedlock to German soldiers and islander women. Such fraternization was heavily condemned in the islands, and many women who had relations with German soldiers were labeled as jerry bags. Sadly, many of the illegitimate children of these women were mistreated or abandoned. However, the Channel Islands would be the only part of the British Empire to be occupied by the Axis powers during World War II. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Historia Obscura. I really enjoyed creating it, even if I had a cold. If you want to suggest an episode of Historia Obscura, send me a voice message at anchor.fm slash historiaobscura slash message. Feel free to leave your name and location, and if I like your idea, I'll make an episode of it and give you credit. Additionally, if you want to support this podcast, Go to patreon.com slash Historia Obscura and become a patron. And of course, I can't go without once again thanking this episode's sponsor, Anchor. They are by far the easiest way to make a podcast, so if you want to make your own, go to anchor.fm. With that said, this is Jack from Historia Obscura, signing off, but not for long.